Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. The most sexual episode we have ever had because it's three sixty-nine. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Look. Ooh, that's three times the 69. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sexy. I guess so. I didn't, I didn't really think so, but sure. Yeah, it's definitely sexy. <laughs> it's super sexy. Uh, I'm in quite a fit and bad mood uh, because absolutely nothing is going correct. Uh, I don't have a bed. Oh, right. We talked about uh, this last week on the show with the, yeah, fur the furniture. I, the furniture story. Uh, I still don't have any bed. Uh, you know the chair that I ordered from Italy that was supposed to be so super duper cool, right? Mm -hmm. That could have my weight in it. Well, it got here. Guess what? It's too small. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Too small. I had a, a 85 kilogram lady help me like uh, take this package up 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 the stairs, and I understood it right then because I was able to like uh, weigh it over my head or, or without any complications. So right, I was like, yeah. hmm. This is too light to be good. <laughs> this can't be built of good material. <laughs> if it's this fucking light. When I opened the package and I saw the chair, I was like, this material seems a little like flimsy. Then we set the chair together. It was only like two steps to put to together. And she's like pretty skinny. And she's like... This chair is too small for me. <laughs> it seemed like it was built for something, someone that was maybe like... Lithuanian? I would say. Yeah, <laughs> Well, it, it would be a 12-year-old <laughs> year Lithuanian. Yeah, uh, but it's just like, yeah. And, uh, and Did you not read the description well enough, maybe, or they just it was misleading, or I, what do you think? I would say it's ninety eight percent my fault for not reading the description right, okay, uh, correctly. But it also seemed very much bigger in the picture. I feel like but there's yeah, definitely something I've done with like that, like on eBay or somewhere where I looked at it, a picture of something. I'm trying to think of an example, but I know it's happened. Where, like, mm -hmm. I looked at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so perfect. How How is it so cheap? And then you order it and you right. get it and you're like, this is not at all what I thought I was ordering. <laughs> right? Yeah. There was, I saw I saw a, a funny sketch somewhere, uh, somewhere that someone was ordering furniture from, from eBay that thought it was so really, really inexpensive and didn't really realize why it was so expensive. And when they got it, it was like dolls. <laughs> furniture <laughs> in the early days of ebay there was definitely a lot more scamming like that than now i think it's harder to get away with because ebay has right. like 
different options to like reverse the transactions and things like that. But yeah, in the early days of eBay, I remember people being like, they would order you know something like a PlayStation, uh, mm. whatever. PlayStation 4 probably at the time, PlayStation 3, right. and they'd order it, it'd be like half the price of a regular PlayStation, but they'd end up getting mm-hmm. a picture because they didn't Off read the yeah, they yeah. didn't read the description that says, you're ordering a picture of a PlayStation, and like, right. then the person yeah. would be like, what? You, you didn't read the description, it's not my fault you ordered, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, yeah, but it really is your fault for scamming the person, right? I, uh, and then I'm waiting for a package that uh, DHL has tried to deliver like two times to my door and my intercom uh, for like getting into the apartments are down. So I have asked the driver to, like two times now to like, you have to call me. I will get down and I will get the package. Right. Guess who doesn't listen to that? <laughs> D- DHL. <laughs> That's it. Well, sometimes like you're talking to like the person at the office, and then they just yeah, don't, yeah. like they oh, don't yeah, no, get we, the we contact to the driver. Yeah, exactly, and then they don't actually yeah. do it. Uh, so tomorrow I'm going to go ballistic. I'm going to send police on them if they don't. Get <laughs> my package. I don't think you can do that, but you could try. Uh, I, I I could I could try. I I can be very uh, asshole if I if I really want to. But yeah, no, it's just so much. I've, I've, I'm extremely ty- tired, extremely hyper because I have like two thousand balls in the air, and I'm able to juggle like three of them. And on top of that, it's like uh, a loan that's not going through that uh, is delaying things. Uh, there's so much like. I, I'm I'm just waiting for other people to do their fucking work, and that's just it. It, it annoys me to, oh yeah, a tenth degree. So I'm not in a very good mood. So if I sound a little pissy, that's why. Everything is like yeah, not going my way. Okay, yeah. Speaking of not going your I'll way you in Norway, <laughs> I'll see you a week before we take that. <laughs> Uh, fine. I, I'm trying yeah. to think of what I did. Oh, it was Halloween. Uh, yeah? Were you scared? It was... I didn't even really notice it was Halloween. I don't get trick-or-treaters here or anything. Uh, <laughs> it just... Nobody can came and you. went, right? Yeah, I didn't really... <laughs> I didn't really pay attention too much to it other than that. So, uh, I mean, that was the big thing. You know, just Halloween week. Yeah. I watched a horror movie on Halloween. I did not. I was going to, but I, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Mm. No. Mm. I didn't do anything interesting on Halloween. There you go. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Uh, what is also scary? There. There you see. Is uh, Norway racist military alert in response to the Ukraine war? I wonder why. Norway will put its military on raised alert from Tuesday, moving more personnel to operational duties and enhancing the role of rapid mobilization force in response to the war in Ukraine. Norway will also seek to bring new U.S.-made P-8 Poseidon submarine hunting maritime patrol aircraft into regular operation. Uh, The scale of alert on which the military operates is classified, however, the government declined to give details of which level they're at. 
there were <laughs> concrete threats against Norway now tr triggering the decision uh, Reuters was told. Uh, we have seen the escalation in the war in Ukraine. We are training Ukrainian forces, and the Ukraine war has changed the Russian mobilization, uh, Christofferson said in an interview. Okay, there you go. Right. I find it a little funny where, when, uh, that this gets out uh, in the news like two weeks after I had a very long speech about how afraid I am of the Russians at the moment. <laughs> well, I think this like definitely years. is coming out of the the pipeline explosion. I mean, the oh, thing yeah, that yeah. they're saying here, uh, the U.S. is bringing in P-8 Poseidon submarine hunting maritime patrol aircraft, which means that it's patrolling uh, for underwater uh, craft, whether that's, you know, Right. Man, man, submarine, unmanned submarine, one or the other. Which that's those aircraft are probably specifically going to be looking for anything that's going near or around pipelines. Is my guess. Yeah, as long as they don't shoot that Paul McCartney, I will be happy. Paul McCartney? What? 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 Yeah, yellow submarine. Oh, I don't think again. No. I, no, Ringo, no. Ringo Starr, I'm pretty sure, wrote Yellow oh. Submarine. I think I've said okay. that once before. You always make the Paul McCartney joke. It's the wrong Beatle. I, always, I always make the wrong Beatle joke. Ah, uh, almost. But yeah, no. Uh, uh, what do you think about this, you that doesn't live in Norway? I mean, it's definitely a escalation in what's happening in, in that part of Europe. Um, mm-hmm. We also saw reports uh, from Finland that mm -hmm. there are discussions of putting U.S. or uh, U.K. Uh, nukes within Finnish borders. That's scarier, right. I guess, to me than Norway kind of just worried about the pipelines, which I see this yes. as more they're worried about the pipelines. It even says uh, in the, I think it was in the other article I sent you about it, that your uh your prime minister, right? He uh, mm -hmm. he came out and said that they don't believe they they in no way believe that Russia has any thought of um, invading Attacking your country. Norway. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not why they're raising the uh, the level. So no, and I I like deep inside me, I don't believe that either. But I will say that exulation, no. Escalation. Well, more exulation, yes. More activity from the Russian side of the border around, like like I, I talked about like last time we talked about this, like oil fields, uh, natural fields, like uh, the whole thing about like them looking at our nuclear uh, reactor, uh, there's there's things that have ac uh, gotten this uh, up in in things. We had a, a Russian spy. They think they have caught that is being sent out of the country. So it's just just a yeah. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, and that the Russian spy also has to do with uh, the pipelines. Um... Right. It says on Monday, arrested suspected Russian spy in an Arctic town of Tromos. Is that how you say it? Trom Tromso? Tromsa. 
There, there we go. Uh, mm -hmm. They described him as a rare illegal agent. The man worked at the University of Tromsø uh, and had posed as a Brazilian citizen, but they believe his real identity to be Russian. So, yeah, that's mm -hmm. also... This is all around gas and oil, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like every war in my entire lifetime revolved around gas and oil. <laughs> it, it reminds you of something, look? Like every single war I've ever <laughs> been alive for, yeah. Iraq, anyone? <laughs> yeah. Afghanistan, you anyone? Know. Yeah. <laughs> the very soon yeah, to happy, happen uh, war between Iran and Saudi Arabia, anyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just... It is a lot right now. It feels... Mm, I, I'm going to say this. I am probably not right, but it feels like the world has gone more tense since uh, Trump left the White House, believe it or not. Since Trump left the White House? Okay. I, I think oh, yeah. that those tensions were building during Trump, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think probably uh, under that administration, uh, the tension was built. I mean, he uh, got rid of the nuclear deal with Iran, which pissed off a lot yeah. of people. Uh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of the things he did uh, built those tensions. And then this administration was left trying to, like, pick up the pieces. I, that's pretty much right. how I see it. Um, yeah. Not that they've done... a terribly great job of picking up those pieces it's just mm -hmm. they were kind of left to, to to fill up the bag you know what i mean right anyway uh let's go to united states of america uh talking about crazy people uh suspecting pelosi attack what uh arranged uh on state charges including attempted murder yeah, when I see Pelosi, I think, like, Nancy, so what is this all about? But a man accused of breaking into the home of Nancy Pelosi and attacking her 82-year-old husband, Paul Pelosi, with a hammer as a rain Tuesday on numerous charges, including attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, and a false imprisonment of an elder? Of an elder. I guess somebody who's, you know, 82, I guess. Um, appearing in San Francisco courtroom for the first time since the attack, the suspect... I'm not going to say his name, entered a plea, de plea of not guilty. He remains in custody in San Francisco and faces 13 years in prison if convicted on these charges. So, uh, not yeah, guilty, he he's pleading... Not guilty, yeah. What do you think about the not guilty? Maybe insanity? That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. I, I would assume yeah. as lawyers, they're going to plead that either pure insanity or temporary insanity because maybe he was right. on a massive amount of drugs or something like that i mean when you scream where is nancy where is nancy with a hammer in your head at paul pelosi yes i do think maybe there's something wrong with you well yeah definitely but uh <laughs> the uh, the prosecution is going to argue that he did this uh with intent um be because of the people these are because of who these people are, right? Right. Yeah. Um. She she was not in. She was in Washington at the time. Uh. Mm -hmm. She had she has like uh security you know um. Uh, Secret Service that's around. Yeah, like, but, but I don't think 
uh, they have it in their bedroom? I, I don't think they follow they... him, or and they don't protect her house, clearly, I think. Um, right. So, now people are worried that this is going to obviously... People are worried about copycat attacks on other uh, politicians. Uh, that's right. obviously a worry. Uh, yeah. What's the wife of Biden again? Jill? Yes. Yes. What about her? No, is she... Uh, maybe she will get more protection now? Because of this? I, there, there's discussion as to whether, you know, f the families of politicians should get more... But that... That would have to be just like a budget discussion because you're going to have to th think about how yeah, much it would expensive. cost yeah, to Jesus protect Christ, every yeah. family member of yeah. every congressperson in and other people who are like closely related to those Congress people. You know, right. like um, what was the lady's name who was like Anthony Weiner's wife that was like. Hillary Clinton's number two, what was that lady, oh, yeah, yeah. who was never really a politician, but because of her, like, quote-unquote, celebrity, uh, I would think mm -hmm. that she would need protection as well, being so closely, like, involved in the situation, you know? So it's like, where does the, right. where do you draw the line of spending money, and then that money has to come from somewhere, and it's going to come from taxpayers, so it's like, there's a lot to go into as yeah. far as, like, how to deal with a situation like this, but I do, I do think that's... Right clearly was an unwell person um i don't think i oh, we're still uh trying to figure out exactly um his total motive but it seemed what i'm what we're to understand that he said to the police is that he wanted to break her knees not kill her but break her knees so that she had to get wheeled into congress and to make a point to other politicians for some reason. Uh, right. So he was not trying to kill anybody. He says he was just trying to, like, make a point, I guess, which is, like, right. really I'm not demented. Sure that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think that makes it anything better. But, yeah. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm saying it makes it worse, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, uh, he had intent. Like, if he was in a murderous rage, like, that, that can go to the defense of being... Uh, of an insanity plea, but if he like prepared for this, like he got all these things together, he had a he had mm. a plan. Like these are things that uh, having a plan of what you're gonna do is not something that an insane person would do. Does that make sense? Right. I think of myself like think of like if 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 like Susie Pelosi. I'm making a, a person up now, like okay. a grandchild. Of, of Nancy Pelosi comes to school and like everybody, all of the kids goes like asking, hey, why is the Secret Service with you? Oh, my grandmother is Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> it would be a little hectic for the Secret Service to follow up every like member of the, their family. I feel like this is have... something that probably celebrity, like big time celebrities have dealt with for years and years. And in the right. last bunch of years in my lifetime, uh, politicians have become more and more celebrities than they ever were that I remember. Um, and they're on that level of, like, you got to worry about crazies just as much as, like, I don't know, uh, Beyonce would have to worry about a crazy person right. breaking into her house. Yeah. I'm trying to think of when the last celebrity, like... 
really got hurt by something like that. I mean, there's swatting attacks on celebrities all the time. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure, didn't a rapper just get shot in Miami? Okay. I'm not sure if it what if it was what kind of how that was related, but he was shot like in the street. So oh. I mean, if it, when it comes to rappers, I'm I'm pretty sure you could find many examples right. of them getting killed by other people uh, people who weren't like you know, uh, that were just random yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, the last celebrity that got killed by uh, a celebrity or something like that just. Who, was that John Lynn? <laughs> no, there's got there's probably many people since then. Yeah, there's this guy yeah. named Takeoff from you know the group Migos. They were like popular oh, yeah, in yeah, 2010 Migos, yeah. or something. Yeah, he mm -hmm. was just shot in Houston outside yeah. of a private party. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, well, uh, something that isn't uh, that sad is the Brazilian election. That's something I didn't think I would say in <laughs> a little while, uh, because uh, uh, Lula uh, got an astonishing comeback uh, when uh, Bolsonaro lost. Uh, they think that Bolsonaro is going to be the new Trump. And try to, yeah, because he hasn't conceded yet, right? Is that what you're talking about? Right. Yes, and say the election was... But what, I've, what I've heard is that in uh, behind the scenes, they are um, moving forward with the transition. He's just not right. conceding, which is also kind of what Trump did, right? Yeah. Yes, kind of. Uh, but then tried to fight it in court, also, which I guess he could still do. Right. But Brazilians' former yeah. leftist president uh, Lulu da Silva has sealed an astonishing political comeback, beating the far right incumbent Bolsonaro in one of the most significant and bruising elections in the country's history. With 99.97% of the votes counted, Silva uh, secured 50.9% of the vote, while Bolsonaro uh, received 49.1% of the vote. So still mm -hmm. really close, obviously. Very close, yeah. Uh, Lulu was reunified, uh, uh, vowed to reunify his country after a toxic race for power, which has profoundly di divided one of the world's largest democracies. Um there have been protests to this, obviously, from the other side, which I'm not surprised by, I guess. Right. I mean, like we said, 50.9 to 49.1, like, those, those, it's so close that I definitely can yeah. see the other side trying to uh, do some kind of recount or something. I'm not sure how, pol you know, the politics work in Brazil as far as those kind of things go. But, yeah, no, Bolsonaro was the terrible... Uh... Uh, prime minister for them or, or leader for them um, it's it, like he was a terrible terrible person or he is a terrible terrible person so I'm I'm very happy that Lulu won even though it was very close uh, and we don't have it in the news but uh, there was an election in Denmark yesterday and I think the election results are just coming in, in. And we also had an election in Israel that didn't go that well. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think it's over yet. This morning I saw a thing that said uh, Netanyahu is projected to win, but I haven't seen like uh -huh. 
that he has or like I, I don't think he won. Wow. Okay. Well, that's what I saw this morning when I was on the toilet. Let's look it up again. Right. Net ten. Yeah, because I I thought he won, and I was like, eh, that's not that uh, that good. Yeah, it says there, uh, Netanyahu tanks voters at right-wing block extends Israeli election lead. Uh, yeah, but AP says Israeli Netanyahu appears to edge towards victory after vote. So I think he right. just announced it, but it had, like, it, it, let's see, three hours ago, five hours ago, 86% of the votes tallied. So they, they're still, they're not completely done tallying the votes, but it looks bad. Um, yeah, but we and know that right Israel wing. is a very right-wing country, so yeah, and the right-wing bloc in Denmark won as well. It's just sad, especially considering all the corruption Netanyahu has been proven to have done, oh, yeah. and then the people oh. are like, "Oh yeah, we don't mind corruption." Yeah, yeah clearly, yeah, yeah. like that's a yeah. bad look. Uh, someone that uh, uh, doesn't really care about corruption either is this. Oh, yeah, I went there. Uh, it's the saddest. I don't think that's uh, a really even that controversial. <laughs> they cut people's hands off over there, so... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was controversial. Maybe. Uh, uh, Saudis uh, tells the US uh, Iran is prepping for attack on the kingdom. Yes, it was in the wrestling news today. <laughs> that uh, because... Uh, uh, what is their pay-per-view in, in, in Saudi Arabia again? King, oh, God, I don't remember. King Jewel? Crown King Jewel? Crown, Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Maybe needed to be stopped because it's this weekend. Oh, they're still doing that? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny Consider, I mean, they've gotten so much shit for it in the past. Yep. And they're like, just... Yeah. I mean, it's a deal they probably can't get out of, though, so... And the thing is, the the main event is Logan Paul against Roman Reigns. <laughs> well, I, I'm not surprised uh, that about that at all. Uh, um, what an amazing main event! I think I did see a commercial for that when I was watching something on Peacock, <laughs> like last week. Now that I think about it, because I do I do remember seeing right. a thing that said Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, but maybe that was a different right. pay per view because it's WWE. They probably do the same main event like over and over again still. Right. Um, yeah. Where were we? But anyway, we were talking about Saudi Arabia saying that they could be attacked by Iran. Oh, right. Uh, they've shared intelligence with American officials that suggest Iran could be preparing for an imminent attack. The heightened concerns about a potential attack on Saudi Arabia come as the Biden administration is criticizing Tehran for his crackdown on the widespread protests and condemn it for sending hundreds of drones to Russia for the use uh, for use in the war in Ukraine. And Saudi Arabia did not immediately respond for a request for comment, nor did Iran's mission to, uh, to the UN. One official who confirmed the intelligence sharing described it as credible threat of attack within 48 hours. Uh, no U.S. embassy or consulate in the re region has issued any alerts or guidance to Americans... Uh, or elsewhere, uh, oh, Americans in Saudi Arabia or elsewhere in the Middle East, uh, obviously to leave or something like that. That would, if we saw that, that would be clear that, that it's happening em more eminently if they were saying, hey, you need to get out of the country. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, this this is this is uh, this is dangerous. Is it a country that I don't like on the list of my top three countries that I don't trust at the moment? China, Iran, and uh, Russia is more or less fighting for our, the top spot in the top three. I like how North Korea has just, like, conveniently been bumped to, like, number four or five for you, probably. And it's, like, one of the scariest countries because they don't even talk to us. Like, we don't have any diplomatic relations, and yet you're more afraid of, like, these countries that we, like, have, we can call up on the phone whenever we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how how things are at the moment. Yeah. I mean, there is discussion of North Korea doing nuclear tests now as well. We're just inching ourselves towards uh, total annihilation, is really what it oh, is. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. We're smart. Um, I, We're humans. We're so smart. If the two of us die as of old age and not the Earth it is being destructed by itself, I will be so fucking surprised. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Even if you That's live, sad. let's say you're, like, a super sad rich person, <laughs> and you have, like, some nuclear fallout bunker, you know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. you are you live out in the middle of nowhere, where, like, you might get a little radia- nuclear radiation, but it's not going to kill you for, like, 25 years. Even mm-hmm. after, at that point, we're living in, like, this crazy n- nuclear hellscape dystopia. Like, it's going to be awful to even li- like live in that kind of conditions, you know what I'm saying? So, like... Even the people who survive in that kind of situation, their life is going to be awful. They're going to be like, maybe I would have rather just died in the blast. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) How many kids uh, is it Elon Musk has now? Nine? Eight? I was going to say 11. (laughs) That was my... That's what I remember, but I could be wrong. I know him and, like, Chris... uh, Not Chris. uh, Nick Cannon are, like, competing for, like, who has the most kids or whatever. Yeah. Who, who can have the most uh, kids with uh, different women as well? I also think they're competing on. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Elon Musk he, 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 also... bought, he bought a new kid this week, so... Uh, well, yeah, he's been... This is the deal that's been going through with Twitter uh, and Elon what? Musk... Twitter? What is that? Finally got Twitter uh, bought for $44 billion <laughs> deal. Uh, he Bob, dissolved Twitter's but... board of directors, cementing his control over the social media platform. Uh, mm-hmm. He will be its chief, chief, chief executive after buying the company. He has quickly moved uh, to put his mark on the firm, which is used by politicians and journalists around the world. Is that why? Is that who uses Twitter? Because I, I've been on Twitter, and I think it's a lot of more trolls <laughs> and bots than it is... Uh, than it is politicians and journalists. I mean, there are plenty of politicians and journalists, and I follow a lot of uh, journal right. journalism uh, Twitter stuff, just especially for the show, uh, to get, like, breaking news and things like that. It's super good for that. But there's also right. a lot of just trolls, and there's porn on Twitter, so I don't know. I mean, this has been a story that has been going on all this fucking year, and I, I, I was like... When it was confirmed that he finally bought Twitter, I was like, I'm not sure this is true. 
I, I, well, I, for I, a long I'm, time, you you said I don't think this is ever going to happen, and I was like, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was pretty sure, like, is this going really? Uh, no. But yeah, it was a lot of back and forward, to say it mildly. And uh, I mean, they forced him basically to buy it. Like he didn't want to yeah. buy it, and then they sued him and said, "You have to buy it because we made a deal." And then he fought that, and he didn't want to buy it, and then. Now he's like, oh, I totally did want to buy it. I, 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 I totally lied. I, di I didn't ever not want to buy it, but he clearly right. didn't really yeah. want to buy it. But then they forced his hand, and so now he owns it. Well, at least they have a new sink in their office, so there's that. Right, there was the, the whole sink thing. Oh my god. Uh, and then, so stupid. Right, he walked into the, what, the main offices of the Twitter with a sink... Which was Let what, that sink in. <laughs> right, and then he posted it on, on Twitter, which is, it wasn't... I mean, it's just a stupid dad joke, which, I mean, he does have 11... So stupid. He does have 11 oh. kids, he just doesn't, you know, take care of them, probably. Um, <laughs> another thing he's floating is <laughs> that you have to pay for verification for, like, a, for a blue check. Eight dollars, yeah. Uh, and then there's also a $20 version where, I guess, uh, you, you get verified. You get half the commercial. Yeah, you get less commercials. And then I think you also get access to, like, vid long-form video where, like, in, yeah. if you don't have it, you can only post, like, a certain length of video. Which I don't know how that, um, in the world of that we live in now of TikTok, I don't think anybody cares about posting anything longer than a minute. <laughs> Well, he's bringing wine back, so... Bringing wine back? What does that mean? Wine. Do you remember it? Oh, vine. vine. Right, I thought, you, I thought you were saying wine. I was like, I still think no, no. wine is pretty popular. I think people vine. are into wine. <laughs> <laughs> I no, saw TikTok. reports that he's thinking about trying to go against TikTok, which actually yeah, is a pretty... Yeah. He's bringing I, vine back. That's not a joke. I... I don't know if he'll do it or not. I, I know that they're discussing it. Um, they could implement it uh, in a way where it could work, I guess. Um, the problem with it is, like, trying to it's get... It's going to look exactly like fucking TikTok, though. I was going to say, it's trying to get people who already are used to being on TikTok and like TikTok yeah. to, like, move over to this other platform... Not only the people who are, you know, just users of it, but, like, you, you would yeah. have to start doing the thing that, what was that thing, Mixer, when they bought, when they tried yes. to get Ninja over to compete <laughs> against Twitch, yeah. and, like, that yes. didn't work, so I don't know why this would work yeah. necessarily either. I mean, I, if you really want to see how unsex, uh, unsuccessful uh, uh uh, TikTok's competitors are go to YouTube Shorts and look at like let's say ten YouTube Shorts. I will bet you nine of them are from um, TikTok. <laughs> oh well, that's a hundred. Yeah, and even the ones that don't have like the TikTok logo, they they probably are also being posted on TikTok as right. well as YouTube Shorts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the worst so... stuff gets promoted on YouTube Shorts, like. The ones, yes. the stuff that has the most views is like the most awful of of content you you could possibly find on the on the website. Yeah, like Taylor Swift promoting her new record this week. Holy moly! 
uh, anyway, uh, let's go to something that's a little more near and dear to you. Let's go to Portland. Uh, unredacted report shows uh, who uh, Fed's politicized response to 2020 Portland protests. Unredacted reports from the Department of Homeland Security showed that agents spied on Oregonians who participated in protests in 2020 in Portland and collected <laughs> lists of not only them, but their friends and family, travel history, social mm -hmm. media, and other records, uh, said Senator Ron Wyden. Wyden's office released new details about the surveillance and interrogation of demonstrators by DHS agents. The two reports uh, DHS made regarding Portland protesters have been previously released, but had information redacted. The unredacted reports were released Thursday, and so surveillance of protesters was far broader than uh, previously known. Uh, Ron Wyden said, Oregonians had the, have the right to get a full account of the Trump administration's twisted efforts to provoke violence in Portland for political gain. Now the public knows much more about how politically DHS officials spied on Oregons for exercising their First Amendment rights to protest and then justified it with ba baseless conspiracy theories. Undersecretary Wayne Steen uh, deserves credit for following through on his commitment uh, to review the la last administration's unnecessary redactions and to release these important details. I think the really interesting thing that he said here is that they not only spied on them, but then used baseless conspiracy theories to justify uh, justify the, this warrantless uh, spying, obviously, and then taking what they call baseball cards is what I'm to understand. They like make little um, summaries of this person, who they, where they've been, like their cell phone number, their address, uh, all the people they're related to. So even if you weren't necessarily at the protests, let's say you were just related to somebody, uh, you were their cousin, you were their brother, you were their mom, their dad, you're now on a list also because that person went to a protest. Right, so you're they're like collecting data on all those people as well. That's how big this wa this was. It is so fucking crazy to think about. It's it it is really like I, I'm 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 shocked that this is going on uh, really in America. I I guess I I knew it, but it's just like, yeah, it's 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 pretty shitty. It's pretty bad. This is happening at the same time that the Department of Homeland Security, uh, there's a there's a big kind of bombshell report coming out of The Intercept um, talking about the Disinformation Governance Board. Do you remember this? Yeah, it rings, uh, rings some bells, yeah. It was a panel designed uh, to police misinformation, false information that is spread unintentionally, dis disinformation, false information spread uh, intentionally, and then malinformation, factual information shared typically out of context that has harmful intent. Mm -hmm. uh, this was criticized earlier this year, I believe, uh, and then we were told that it was taken away. We're now found, finding out that uh, they didn't actually get rid of this uh, board. It's been I'm not still shocked. happening in secret. <laughs> They just fired yeah. the head of it and changed the name of it. 
Um, it says here there's a formalized process for government officials to directly flag, flag content on Facebook and Instagram and request that it be throttled or suppressed through a special portal that requires a government or law enforcement email to log into. So they have a direct line to tell Facebook, hey, you need to take this down or you need to uh, stop people from seeing it. Um, which we had, what we were to understand is that wasn't happening. Uh, so this thing in Portland with the DHS uh, redacting uh, documents that showed that they were mishandling uh, the situation in Portland specifically pro for political reasons and actually adding to the violence. We're not only finding out that about DHS, but we're also finding out that they are manipulating online speech uh, for the for also political reasons. So uh, it's uh, it's strange. It feels like a Orwell novel. Well, you know where DHS came from, right? It was created out of know. out of nine eleven. Oh, really? nine eleven. Well, it was meant to fight terrorists within the U.S. And now mm. they've now they're saying, well, the ter the terrorist threat is basically over. We're gonna move over to fighting domestic terrorism, and that includes things like Black Lives Matter, to them, mm. right? Well, at least they didn't have a painting the wrong side up for seventy seven years. Maybe this was all a CIA <laughs> plot to confuse people. <laughs> I, I read this and I was like, this is perfect for the podcast. A painting by an uh, abstract Dutch artist, uh, Piet Mondrian. What do you think? Oh, that's, yeah, Piet Mondrian. Has been hanging out uh, upside down at various museums since it was put on display 75 years ago. An art historian has found, but warned it could disintegrate if it was hung uh, the other way, right? Because it's been sitting that way for so long. That right. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because this isn't like a painting necessarily. It's like, uh, it, it looks like p a tape upon tape. It's like a collage almost in a way. Right? Yes. Yeah. The 1941 picture of, uh, complex interlaced. I don't know if it's complex. I wouldn't call it that interlaced, uh, it's, red. It's, it's complex enough. I mean, Complex means to me like there would be like squiggles and stuff. These are all straight lines. Um, sure. Maybe for some are underneath, some are over. I'm... Sure. Maybe for yes. 1941, this is complex. Uh, yes. Red, yellow, black, and blue adhesive tape tiles uh, <laughs> of a New York City uh, tiled New York City. Oh, titled New York City one. Uh, the picture is currently hung, showing. The multicolored lines thick, thickening at the bottom, suggesting the extremely simplified version of a skyline. However, when a curator started researching the museum uh, for the new museum's new show, uh, she realized the picture should be the other way around. Mm -hmm. I think it is kind of funny because anybody who looks at the, the isn't like a soup that has gone to school to, uh, for art and understands mm. like the intricacies of like. Um, perspective and uh what uh th the thickness of a uh, line compare and color contrast of like this color next right. to that color and where your eyes drawn and things like that mm -hmm. um anybody else would look at this picture and not care if it was sideways or upside down yep. or yeah <laughs> right yeah 
You know, and, and uh, there's a very cool thing in the Guardian article uh, where I found this, where you can shift between the correct and the incorrect way. Uh, oh, right where, there at the top, yeah, yeah. Uh, up, up the top, yeah. And I, 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 funny enough, think it's better the incorrect way. Give me a second, let me look at it. I mean, I've looked at it very much, so I think it's actually... I think it looks cooler the incorrect way. But that's yeah. I think yeah because it kind of creates like a, a floor in yes. the incorrect way, and then you can see yes. this stuff is like um, structures or mm, mm -hmm. wi windows maybe, uh, where the other way. I guess you could see it as a skyline. That's what they were saying in the article. Mm -hmm. But you would really have to like. What did, then what do you interpret the rest of it as, you know? Right. Where the other way I can see it as, like, buildings and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're probably right, but either way, <laughs> you can kind of interpret it either way as different things. Yeah. 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 And that's the fun thing with art. I mean, art is made to uh, make people think. Now that this has been uh, publicized so much, do you think, uh, how long until this gets souped? Oh, that's a good question. Because there was another uh, painting I this week that, that got souped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the girl with the earrings, wasn't it? There were two people that I saw in the picture of them souping it. I don't even remember what the... But it was the same group of people. Yeah, I think it was the lady with the earrings is the picture's name. Oh, uh, I thought you were yeah, talking no. about the person who who souped it. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, you're being kind of general. A lot of ladies wear earrings. <laughs> Speaking of wearing earrings, <laughs> yes. Federal judge rules in favor of bar bikini baristas over dress code. From mm -hmm. that was a great transition. I like this. Yeah. A Washington City's dress code ordinance says bikini baristas, uh, that said bikini baristas must cover their bodies at work, has been ruled unconstitutional by a federal court. The decision, mm -hmm. uh, a partial summary judgment this week, comes after a lengthy legal battle between bikini baristas in the city of Everett over the rights of workers to wear what they want. Uh, the U.S. District Court in Seattle found that the Everett dress code ordinance violated the equal protection clauses of the U.S. and Washington state. The court found that the ordinance was in was at least in part shaped by gender-based discrimination, according to the 19-page ruling. Uh, they said it's difficult to imagine, the court wrote, how the ordinance could be equally applied to both men and women in practice because it prohibits clothing typically worn by women rather than men. Uh, it didn't just yeah, include bikinis. Men in bikinis would not fucking sell milkshakes. It's coffee. A well, I guess, like, yeah, you could get, like, a coffee milkshake thing. Yeah. Right. Um, it didn't just include bikinis, though. It also included midriff and scoop-back t-shirts. So that that is definitely yeah, above and beyond. I was wondering that's... if you guys have bikini anything in Norway. <laughs> uh, No. Okay. That would uh, would it be legal that... in Norway? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, we are we are a little too Presbyterian 
Right, okay. Stale hair. I don't think it would be yeah. allowed in a lot of places in America, like states, but I we I know there are, yeah. there are these kind of coffee shops in Portland when I lived there. I don't, I've don't. i never seen one around where I live now. Um, right. You know that uh, uh, line of restaurants that sell chicken wings and all the girls have to be, like, boobalicious? Oh, Hooters? Hooters, yeah. If there was a Hooters in Norway, I think there would be protests. I, I'm i surprised Hooters even exists still in America, to be honest, but right. these are a little different. It's most of the time, it's not an indoor sit-down type uh, yeah, it's coffee like shop. It's drive like drive-thru. Right. So you, like, yeah. um, in a, in a Hooters-type situation, there's a much higher chance for like sexual assault where in this situation it'd be really right there's sexual you could definitely be sexually harassed but uh i knew a girl that did this for a living she me okay. i used to work with her at a movie theater she was like a popcorn girl and then she went over to do this because it paid a lot more money the tips were great I bet it did. she said yeah. that they, she got tipped all the time like everybody I tipped. why we're like, if you, because she also, she worked uh, the coffee stand at the movie theater, and she said nobody ever tipped her once at the movie right. theater. Of course, a coffee at the movie theater is also like $14, so there's that. Right. But uh, when you're uh, wearing a bikini, you also get tipped quite a bit, quite well, I would imagine. L um, let me let me say something that no one has said before me, Look, Sex sells. That is something that I now... Uh, just figured out. Well, I think it also goes into this court case because uh, I can see as somebody who is in that line of work how if this dress code was enforced, how much money mm. you could possibly lose from your paycheck every month. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm total. I'm with them. I I fight for the bikini baristas for sure. We we stand together with the bikini versus. I mean, you know that some it was some like soccer mom who accidentally of went course. to the wrong coffee yes. coffee thing, and she drove up and she was like, "Oh my yes. god, boobies!" and freaked out. Yeah, she came from church and thought it was a normal coffee place. Right, she thought it was Starbucks, and she drove through, yeah. and then she yeah. went, she was got boobs up all in her face, and she's like, "Oh no!" Yeah, and her kid was in the car, and he was fifteen years old, and he said boobies, and she's like, "Oh, my son is now corrupted for life." Right, because he's even though he he has a, a subscription <laughs> to Sports Illustrated, so right, and also he's gay, but he doesn't. She doesn't know that yet. That's yeah, maybe. I mean, we're making up mm -hmm. a world, so yeah. Yeah. And his favorite artist is Cardi B. <laughs> so he's definitely never seen <laughs> anything like that before. <laughs> oh gosh! So we killed uh, we killed Tron this week. Oh, right? Is that what the, his was last week? Is like I'm not dead mm -hmm. or whatever, or was that the week before? Yeah, right. I was. I think it was last week. So we killed him. I think the internet did because he was unable yeah. to send it. I don't know why because uh, it was too big of a file or something. I'm not sure. We're mm -hmm. we're trying to figure That's it what out. She said. Hopefully, we'll have Tron back for next week. Uh, I need to get on a chat with him and figure out what's what's up. Uh, yeah, we miss you, Tron. Yeah, 
Hopefully he hears this. Yeah. All right, TV round. Let's talk about some TV shows that came out this week. Uh, let's do that. Because uh, guess what, Luke? I'm a stalker. I'm a stalker. I'm a... Is that the song you're talking about? No, that's a... I'm a mother. I'm a... I'm a bitch. I'm a mother. I'm a... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. a sinner. I'm a saint. I'm nothing but a... Mm-hmm. But a stalker. Mer- right. Mer- Meredith Brooks. Yeah. Uh, this is from the Netflix. Uh, it's the same people that uh, had uh, success with their show I'm a Killer. And they have now made a TV show called I'm a Stalker. Where they Super interview creative. stalking. Yeah, very creative. Uh, where they uh, interview stalking victims and stalkers uh, from prison. I saw every episode of this because... Gosh, there wasn't that much on TV this week. Um, <laughs> we will talk about that a little later. But um, yeah, no, um, I found every episode very fascinating until the last episode. That actually made me cry, like really made me cry. So the last one, I got very much sympathy for both sides. Okay. Like uh, up up till then, it was just like okay, these people are creeps. Uh, the last one was a very young African American that uh, they interviewed, uh, and uh, it was just like their story about like how they were mistreated as a kid and right. what led led up to like them stalking. It was just like it was such a hard thing to listen to, and there was they were such a good storyteller. So until then, I was kind of like semi interested. I was doing other things in my apartment, sure. like yeah, trying to look for a sherry. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, I it's very Netflix documentary. I will give it a six, but I recommend that you watch the last episode. Like, even if you just see a couple, then skip to the end. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because uh, there's individual episodes about individual Individual people. stalkers. Right. Okay, so you could just watch the last episode then. Okay, cool. Yes, I, I recommend you just watch the last one. Yeah, maybe the... I mean, you probably should watch the first one, and then the last one is my guess, because it probably... Yeah, there's a lot really. of probably introduction stuff to, like... Nope. Okay, well, maybe not. Uh, I saw Daniel Spellbound... On Netflix. Yeah. Uh, cartoon show for kids? Is this, this a cartoon show, show for cartoon? kids? No. I mean, it's a cartoon <laughs> show, but it's definitely for, like, teenagers. Yeah, I would say it's, like, 13 plus. It's too mm, scary slash violent for kids who are maybe below 10. Yes. Below yes. 10 years old. Depending on maturity, 11 might be okay, but not... It's, mm-hmm. like, pretty questionable. Um... Not that it's like bloody or gory or anything. No, but no, like, no. There's just like, uh, yeah. There's in the very first couple scenes. There's like an org, and he spits out a human skull, right? So, right. and not like in a bloody or gory way. It's just like insinuating, hey, this thing just ate a human being, right? Which that's scary. Mm-hmm. That can be a scary to, to uh to a young child, I suppose. Um, but it's about a kid who lives in this like alternate dimension we'll say where magic and stuff exists uh mm-hmm. and he is his job he works for 
the most ridiculous character I've seen possibly in a cartoon in a long time. The <laughs> Cookie Master or something? Yeah, the Cookie Master. And she's like an evil bake baker. I it, mm-hmm. which is like r- reminds me it's like trying to be some kind of like Shrek thing, which it's totally not though. Um definitely. Yeah, and he's tasked in ge- finding her magic elements so that she can use these magic <laughs> elements to bake cookies to sell to people uh and the magic like makes them super good baked goods, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole concept of that is very convoluted and weird and silly. They introduce mm-hmm. all these like concepts like uh different types of magic and different like gadgets he's got in a way mm-hmm. where it's like Oh, you don't you know what this is? Oh, you should know what this thing is in this alternate di- dimension where we just made like the names of this shit up and it sounds super silly. <laughs> like everything's really convoluted and dumb when it comes yeah. to the storyline. The voice acting yeah. is, you know, fine. The animation is decent, uh, but the mm. storyline is really convoluted and dumb. What did what did you think? Yeah, I did. This was not my cup of tea. I lost interest in the first episode. And I was like, okay, I need to see it. Uh, we have a rule that we don't really give a score without watching, like, for the whole show without, like, watching two episodes. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, I, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's super, it's super convoluted. It's just stupid, and I didn't really feel that it had any charm. And really, it was kind of witty at some points, but I think like the soul of the show wasn't there. To be honest, it felt like it was made to sell toys. You're—I don't know if you yeah. remember this, but there was a TV show from my childhood that never was on like actual television. It was straight to VHS cartoon called Swamp mm-hmm. Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that when you were... No. There, okay, so this was, like I said, never was on TV, so barely anybody ever saw it. But I saw it, and I remember that there was a huge market of toys for this for this cartoon that never was on television, right? Um, mm. And this reminds me of that. It reminds me, like, especially with the gadgets and stuff that he has. Right. It's like they, yeah. they created all these so that they could make toys based on these gadgets. Right. And then the yeah. ki- kids would go out and buy. And so... I feel like that's what this this show was more made to like try to sell toys than it is as a good cartoon. I, this is like a one season show, and Swamp Thing was also a one series that ne- it never like they they never got a reboot of it or anything like that. So mm. maybe I'll find a commercial for Swamp Thing, uh, and we can watch it in the Jeremy round. Let's uh, think of that. But what do you score this? Uh, what a three. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. Okay. Uh, Drink Masters on Netflix. I saw every episode of this as well. Uh, mostly because I was actually a little fascinated. This is a competition show where, guess what? People are going to make drinks. It's almost like it's in the name or something. Uh, it's 12 uh, mixologists that uh, stare and blend there. Uh, way through different things like uh, they have to make themselves into a cocktail like telling a story with their cocktail it was very interesting I had very much fun watching this Uh, I think uh, it also helped that the host was kind of like cool and suave 
That's what I'm going to say. He was cool and suave. And the judges were very informative in their their ways of doing choices and things like that. Interesting characters. Uh, and the winner was very, very deserved. So I will give this a six. Oh, yeah, I thought it was fine. It's like any other cooking competition show, very similar, very much the same format as any other cooking competition show, just with cocktails. Sure. Um, I, The thing I don't like about any of these kind of shows is when they have to, like, force the uh, backstory of certain characters. Yes. And make especially it, like... one. Well, I mean, especially in this situation where they're saying... Um, we want this cocktail to have a story behind it, which inevitably right. forces this character to use the story that the producers gave them to, like, focus on. They were like, okay, mm -hmm. this is your character. And then they have to bring it into the drink also to make a story out mm -hmm. of this character that maybe, you know, they identify with, but maybe it's not as big of a deal in their life as the producers are that want them to make it out as. You see what I'm saying? Um, mm hmm and that feels disingenuous in a way, where it's like you're trying to force this character um, and make this a part of not only you in the TV show, but the drink you're making in the TV show. And I, there's sure. something just annoying about that to me. And it, they do it in all, like, American competition shows and uh, game shows now. Even in the game shows, mm -hmm. we nude game shows, you always have this, like, backstory of who the person is, and it's like... I don't really care. Just play the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. What do you give this? Uh, I'll give it a five. Yeah. I mean, it's it's be it, the at least the competition was interesting in the sense that like right. And the end, uh, they bring in uh, two people to compete who had the lowest like kind of score with the judges. Not, mm -hmm. but there's no like score score. But like the judges decide who have to compete at the end. And it, right. it's interesting that, like, the one person can do really bad in the first competition, but then yeah. still get then out of it. Super, yeah. yeah in, in the final competition, they can mm -hmm. they can redeem themselves. Um, yeah, I like that aspect of it. Cool. Your turn. Sorry, I was drinking something. Um, let's talk about... Uh, well, you're, I'm going to let you do that one. Let's talk about The Inside Man. Did you see this? I did. I think it's just called Inside Man, right? Not The Inside yes, Man. Yes, yeah. Inside Man, yes. Uh, yeah, it, this is a show about... Well, it's about a few different things. It's about a <laughs> man who is in prison uh, for killing his wife, who is mm -hmm. apparently... Uh, before he was arrested, it was a really good detective of some type. Because he's, he has people, people come to him in jail with their problems and, uh, or crimes that they want him to solve. And he's able to solve them from within prison. That's kind of mm -hmm. our first character. And then our second character is a priest who gets roped into, I guess, accidentally, I'll put in quote, kidnapping a woman. <laughs> accidentally, quote unquote, Yes. Uh, which is, there's a whole thing to it, which you'd ha you just have to watch it yourself. I'm not going to mm -hmm. explain that that whole convoluted part of it, but he accidentally <laughs> kidnaps a woman. Uh, and then there, there's a reporter who's doing a story on 
the man in prison who's played by Stanley Tucci. Uh, mm-hmm. And she also knows this woman who was kidnapped. And so she comes to mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci to try to solve uh, what happened to her missing friend. Um, and that's, and it goes, the story goes from there, right? Yeah. I, I really like the premise of this movie, talking or show. I'm, I mean, we were talking about like the, the cartoon being a little convoluted. It's, there are some convoluted parts of this show, to be 110% honest. But, but I, I liked it. I think the kidnapping part is definitely convoluted, but it, it's like, <laughs> yes. it's done in a way where like, um, it ha- <laughs> it kind of has to be the convoluted yes. in that way. Otherwise, yes. you're going to feel like, okay, this guy, this priest <laughs> is, is definitely in the wrong. If it wasn't convoluted yes. in that way, because even with it convoluted in this way, I'm still like, this guy is in the wrong. Right. Um, yes. Which he is, I guess, but not... He is. Not in the way that... <laughs> we think. <laughs> well, not in the way that he could be portrayed if he didn't have... Right. If he hadn't have kidnapped her, right. Um, yes. <laughs> and I really like the actor who plays the... Um, his friend in jail, who is... Yes. Not his cellmate, but he he's one cell over, but he's also mm-hmm. a... What do you call it when you... Uh, he can remember basically everything. Not everything, but he, yeah. Uh, and so, because Stanley Tucci is unable to, you know, have a pen and paper in prison, um, mm-hmm. he uses this guy to uh, to use to solve cases and remember everything that the client said. Which that's an also a super interesting part to it, which I assume oh, yeah. is definitely going to come into play uh, in the rest of the story. So. Definitely we're checking out. I'd give it a... I mean, the acting's good, the cinematography's good, the storyline's good so far from what I've seen. So I'd give it a... Uh, I'll give it a 8. 8. Yeah, I'm at a, an 8 as well. I think it's going to get uh, better, too. Yeah. What's not going to get an 8 is the bastard son and the devil himself. <laughs> Because it's very generic in a strange way. Um, so, uh, me and Luke watched the two first episodes together of this. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 uh, about uh, Nathan uh, that is uh, like... Uh, uh, how do I describe Nathan without destroying the plot? He's. Uh, I mean, in the first episode we find mark? out... In the first episode, we find out Nathan lives in a world where there are humans, there are regular witches, witches, and then there's something called blood witches, which are basically Mm -hmm. evil witches. And witches, we're we're not just talking about female witches, we're talking about male witches and female witches, which, until this week after... I didn't. I always thought there was a different... Like, I thought a warlock was a male witch, but... Right, yeah. uh, That, I guess, is... Not that's like an old school term. Like a ma- there can be a male witch, and not they're not a warlock, I guess. And there's also a prophecy prophecy about Nathan, and well, he doesn't, uh, but the, he doesn't know about it. We we know right. about it as the audience, yeah. And it's very uh, young. Yeah, it's very young. Uh, because but, his sister, his sister is also evil. Like right. Uh. They both and have the this... same parents, but his dad was evil, and so his sister right. hates him because he's his dad's son, I guess. 
Right, and she's a shapeshifter. Uh, I would assume also... she has a different father, but the same mother. That's what we're assuming. Right. Um, yeah. Because of their color difference. <laughs> and in this world of like witches, there is a special group that is uh, charged with hunting bad witches, right? And so she <laughs> yes. joins that group so that she can hunt yes. down her own brother. Um, yes. And then he's dealing with like his... His, his past and his father's past, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I had more fun with this than than you did. It's not like it's it's the best show I have ever seen, but I did actually watch it to the end, and uh, and I have to say I I kind of liked it. I, it's it's not it's not bad enough to 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 get a bad score but it's not good enough to get a super good score either it's it it felt very young it felt very young adult uh the storyline is very stupid and there's also a lot of like you have to leave your brain alone because their interaction with the real world makes absolutely no fucking sense <laughs> humans in this world would be so scared of this witches because guess what humans actually knows that witches like this exist in this kind of like storyline and there's there's so much like you you kind of have to make your own own storyline in the show and assume a lot of things because me and Luke are clever I mean I, we're not stupid but there's a lot of assuming that you have to like uh, do in this show. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the you have to suspend disbelief because it's like this whole other <laughs> universe. Yes. It's not our a dimension that we live in. But then there's also these weird underlying undertones of like, okay, he's the only black guy in the entire story <laughs> and right. he's like the one that they're all saying he's evil and that like and then they're be beating of. and they're scared yeah. of yeah there's some weird undertones there that i'm not super that i don't really like but i guess maybe there, there's i don't know you've seen the whole thing so maybe in the end it, that all kind of comes out in the storyline um i'd probably give this all in all i mean the acting's the thing that really holds it back i guess the storyline Convolu how convoluted it is is not great either, but the acting's no. definitely the worst part, so I'd give it a 4, a 4. Yeah, and I will give it a 5.5. <laughs> yeah, I a don't little, know. I, a little tiny better than I, normal. <laughs> right, I definitely couldn't go above a 5 with this show, personally, so. Right. Okay, let's talk about uh, The Devil's Hour. Let's. Um... Where was this on? Let me see. Uh, Prime. Wasn't it on Prime? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a... It's a decent show, I thought. Uh, it is. British show, right? Yes. Um, it's about a woman who... Her son is very creepy. I'll just... How, there's kind of hard to like describe this show without ruining anything. Yes. Um, she has a creepy son, and he... It seems like he's seeing things. Maybe he's schizophrenic or something like that. So she's taking him to mm -hmm. different therapists. She meets this one therapist, and he's like, oh, let's do this and this and this. And she's like, 
I've been to like eight therapists before you, and they all tried that, and none of that stuff yeah. is working. Uh, we find out that she also is having weird uh, premonitions, I guess, and also waking up at like a very specific time every night. Mm-hmm. She also has a mother with dementia, and so it kind of mixes this world of like the boy can see things, and maybe he has schizophrenia, but the mother has dementia very clearly and she's also seeing things and the daughter she also so it's like maybe there's like just a history of mental illness in the family but maybe there's something more nefarious happening right yeah yeah, something else and i like that kind of the question is always up in the air part of it i like that Mm -hmm. a lot yeah you know i i like this uh good acting good script uh interesting storyline uh, I have to finish this absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, I did... see, see all of this? No, I've I've seen more than two episodes though. I'm not really sure where I'm at right. with it yet. because uh, I kind of just I wa- it's one of those shows where I I started watching it last thing of the night, and then I just kept mm-hmm. watching it until I was like I gotta I gotta go to bed, and so I probably stopped in right. the middle of some episode to be honest. <laughs> But yeah, it was one of those shows where it's like, I felt like I wanted to keep watching, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would say uh, it's the best show I saw this week. What do you think? No, I think what we saw together is better. The Bastard Son and the Devil Himself? N- no, the, the second thing we will talk about in very short. Oh, well, I mean, see, the thing about that is it's like each episode is an individual yes. episode so like i can't really compare the two shows because one is like i i i get that but yeah. uh, it's yeah but you said it was the best thing you've seen you didn't clarify it <laughs> i think it was the best show i saw i think that's what yes. i said but yes yeah. yes uh i would give it a uh i'd give it an 8.5 i gave it a 9 so that's cool yeah, I think it could go higher, especially if it's got a really good ending. Um, yeah. What else did you see? Uh, you mean Below Deck Adventures, uh, Luke? Oh, right. I had that on my list, and I didn't watch it. Right. We were going to watch this instead of what we ended up watching for the TV round. Right. Because it was based in Norway, right? Yes. And I'm, I, I, I'm not going to talk about it since you haven't seen it. So we will talk about it next week. I mean, you can kind of tell people what it's about, though. Well, it's a thrill, a very wealthy thrill seekers that goes and do activities in in their luxury yachts, and we follow them. That's the plotline in Norway. Right, I was going to say, and this one is in the fjords, right? Fjords. fjords. Yeah, so it's probably got decent scenery. I'll check it out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I saw, which I know you saw, Dubai Bling, <laughs> huh. which is a spin-off of what was the uh, other Bling Empire show? Empire Bling. Right. Um, but this one is obviously in Dubai. Uh, and this is just the exact same show that we saw, the Housewives of Dubai. It's the exact yes. same fucking show. With different it, characters, obviously. But, but, but funny enough, worse... Well, the production value is worse. It's shot not as well. It's clear that, like, 
the parts that are staged are more clear that they're staged than yes. in Housewives. Where Housewives, you yes. know that a lot of it's staged, but especially in this one scene where she's like, oh, I was at the this hotel doing a business deal, and my mm-hmm. friend just happened to be doing a photo shoot in the other uh, other room, so I stopped by just to say hello. And it's like, hello. oh, yes. you just happened to stop by, and there happened to be yeah. four cameramen there already ready to shoot you yeah. when you walked It's like, okay, this is the fakest shit ever. <laughs> it is. Uh, and, uh, and then her, and friend, also- her friend is like, oh, you just... I didn't know you were coming. You didn't notice the yeah. ten cameramen walk in the cameramen, room. Cameramen, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, it. But it also makes it a little bit worse because it's in Dubai. <laughs> it like it, it makes uh, it feel of, dirtier. Yes, it felt very dirty. I felt like very dirty. I I I haven't seen two episodes of this, but I'm. And I'm probably not going to. It's hard to watch and do something else, also. Which yes, I I was cooking dinner and watching because episode they all one. of a sudden, yeah, because they all of a sudden talk Arabic. Well, not even. Not only do they all of a sudden, like mid sentence, they'll go from yes. English to Arabic, like mid sentence, <laughs> like right in the. Like, you'll be here the first half of the sentence, and then all of a sudden yes. you'll be listening, and your brain will be still hearing English, <laughs> and so. And so all of a sudden you'll be like trying to make the Arabic words into English words, and then you'll be like halfway uh, after the sentence you'll be like, "Oh, that was an English." Yeah, it's very confusing mm-hmm. in that way. I mean, but that's only when you're not really paying attention. I think if you sat down and you were really paying attention, right? Uh, you you'd be reading subtitles and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing's. I felt the same way about Housewives of Dubai as far as how dirty it made me feel, uh, showing these women being uh, treated in a way where most women in those types of countries are not treated. Right. right. Definitely not. They're promoting it as though this is how women are treated in those countries. and it, In Dubai, yeah. And yeah. it's not it's always bullshit. that yeah. way. Exactly. Yeah. I give this a 2. Yeah. I'll give it a, I'll give it a 1.5. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty up there in the terrible thing. But uh, look, what wasn't terrible was Cabinet of Curiosity, episode one. Episode one, lot 36. To pay off his debt, a man secures a storage unit filled with mysterious possessions to sell, but soon finds himself in a deadly and desperate situation. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's like one of those storage wars type guys, right? He's buying a storage unit to... To try to flip things that are inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, had, we find out, bought a storage unit from another woman previous to this one, and she wants her stuff back. And we, this is when we find out not only is he a terrible guy, but he is also very racist, right? Yeah. Uh, we kind of knew that when he was listening to kind of a Rush Limbo talk show, and he was like, yay, America. <laughs> But yeah, no, he's a completely asshole. I have to say that the acting in this movie from most of the people were very good, especially him. TV show, but yes. Uh... Yes, sorry. I, I look at it as a movie because it's like 60 minutes of, 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 a, of an episode. Right. Uh, yeah, these are all, every episode is going to be a different story. This one, yeah. 
uh, has a lot of good actors in it, so it, yeah, that part's interesting. The storyline is, the stories themselves, at least from this episode, they're all going to feel very Twilight Zone slash yeah. uh, Tales from the Crypt type. Uh, Black Mirror. I think these are less like sci-fi, though. You know, where Black yeah. Mirror is very a sci-fi version of um, Tales from the Crypt? This is very horror movie. Yeah, without spoiling the ending, I do think they have a very focus on the creatures in this show. Because it's by Guillermo del Toro, who is known for his weird and out-of-the-box kind of creature uh, building. Right. Yeah. And I didn't think I wasn't that happy about the creature in this episode. I thought it looked a little too fake. I mean, it just looked like something out of Resident Evil, I think it was what we said. Right. Um, yeah. The anim- like the, the animated part of it definitely looked a little... You know, it looked CGI. It didn't look real. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that part of it... You, you can't... That's not the biggest problem I had with it. It was the brick hallway in the back of the storage unit oh, that yeah, I had yeah. to, because like oh. space spatially we've seen this whole storage unit and we know kind of all the hallways right. and the doors and where they go. And it, like, we've yeah. seen the outside it, of the building. Absolutely. No so sense. we know how yeah. big the building is and it's like, okay, uh, how yeah. does this exist within that framework? Right. Mm. That part kind of, I wouldn't say it broke the story because obviously this is a fantasy type show where, so, where yeah. you have to suspend disbelief and just go with it. Um, but I really liked the ending with the... The ending was really good, yeah. With the way it all wrapped up with the with the other woman who he was so mean to at the end. That yeah. felt s- straight out of Twilight Zone, don't you think? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And I think this could, this whole show, we could get more of a Black Mirror vibe if certain episodes in the future get more sci-fi-y, because what we mm-hmm. saw in, like, the coming up from at the end of the episode... Uh, we see a bunch of storylines that look very, very different from this one. Some that even oh, yeah. look like they're going to be more comedic, with the one has Jordan mm-hmm. Peele, I think, in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what would you give this single episode? This single episode, I mean, everything was pretty good in it. There was just like one or two little, you know, continuity errors that bothered me. Um, I really liked the message of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I. I like the opening bit. We got kind of a Hitchcock thing happening at the beginning with very, Guillermo del Toro. Good, yeah. And that, that was, it felt nostalgic even. So yeah. I'll give it a, um, I'll give it a, I'll probably give it a seven point. No, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Ah, I'm at 7.5. Okay. I just yeah. thought the acting was super good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I did too. I, 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 like I said, I think that, uh, what was most like uh, cutting for me were like you said uh, the disbelief of 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 uh, the back uh, end of the storage unit, and I didn't really like the monster that much. Yeah, the, but I, other than that, I think I thought it was good. I think the monster itself kind of um, what's a good word for it? It it wasn't expanded on enough. 
in right. like the beginning of it that we were all of a sudden going to have a monster that like this because right. it was really focused on like demons and stuff and this was mm-hmm. not what I think of typically as a demon but also like right. you said Guillermo del Toro is known for his like out of the box monster yeah. thinking so yeah and then the main character in this people would probably know from like uh, brother uh, oh brother where art thou he was one of the guys mm-hmm from that, at least in this episode. The next episodes, like we said, also, are going to be totally different, yeah. totally different actors, totally different characters. So, And we also had uh, the teacher from Buffy all of a sudden in this episode, so that was kind of cool. I feel like this <laughs> is definitely the first an- anthology show we've ever covered, because I feel like I would yes. remember us ever doing, like, no, multiple... No, this is the first. Yeah, okay. Because you're not a big fan of anthology series in, in the first place. That's true. So probably one of the reasons right. we haven't picked one. But I am a huge fan of Guillermo del Toro, so that's kind of mm. was why we wanted to see this so much. Anyways, uh, TV news talking about Taylor Swift and her videos. Uh, uh, her Taylor Swift uh, has uh, edited her uh, uh, one of the scenes in uh, uh, with a scale that was reading fat when she was stepping upon it because holy shit we are so woke after releasing the video some viewers found that one of the scenes uh, was triggering in the scene uh, in a scene in Swift's anti-hero she shakes her head when the singer gets on the scale and it shows fat seemingly to illustrate the inner critic and how hard it is to ignore uh, you know thinking that you're fat I guess some viewers misinterpreted the scene to be fat shaming, to be fat shaming, like. But I mean, it's her. How? It, How? I guess if it was not, How? if it was another person, if it was like right, some skinny as fuck. Well, not no, not that. If like in the scene, because I'm looking at a picture of the scene right here. It's her in one outfit and her in a different outfit, uh, saying to herself. Uh, you're fat, right? Yeah, she looks. Yeah, if yeah, that yeah. person in it's red, in their mind look. Right, if that person in red was like I don't know a random uh, executive at 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 the company at like the music company she works for in that in this scene, and they were fat shaming her. That I could see as being interpreted that way, but because it's her right. talking to herself, like you said, it's her yeah. inner monologue, not that. Yeah. I mean, can you fat shame yourself? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess you can. I mean, but I think it's just, uh, it's not called fat shaming. Yeah. Hey, look, do you know what I like? Audible. I love audible.com. Yes, I do. And they are our sponsor, our only sponsor. So go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com. Get a free 30-day trial of Audible. You get a credit you can use on anything. They have like Sherlock Holmes uh, old radio things from BBC. I'm I'm listening to their uh, full cast dramatizations of Sherlock Holmes right now, and I'm enjoying it tremendously. And you can get that on AudibleTrial.com/adc. And do you know what? If you cancel it, look, you get to keep the book, but you will not cancel it because Audible is the best. 
go to audible.com uh, and go to audibletrial.com slash ADC and get the free book. Do it now. Movie news. Quentin Tarantino dismisses Kanye West's claims of originating the idea for Django Unchained. Uh, Quentin Tarantino dismisses the claims from Kanye West that he and Jamie Foxx got the idea from the concept oh, for the concept of the Django Unchained from him. Mm-hmm. West, who legally changed his name to Yi in 2021, said he pitched a similar idea when intentionally brainstorming the music video for his 2005 song Gold Digger, which fe- features Fox. Ye released the official music video in 2009, uh, which centers around Fox and him dancing in various oh, with various pinup models. Uh, on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Tarantino said, Kanye West said that he came up with the idea for Django Unchained. He said that when he was making the Gold Digger video with Jamie Foxx, he pitched it to you guys and the video, and then he made it. Is there any truth to that? Oh, that was Jimmy Kimmel. And Tarantino t- replied, there's no truth to the idea that Kanye West came up with the idea for Django. And then he told me that... Uh, and then he told that it... And then he told that to me, and I go, hey, wow, that's a really strange idea. It didn't happen. Oh, okay, I see. So you're saying Kanye didn't... Uh, didn't come up to and say and say that. Oh, that was confusing, right. but yes, uh, that was kind of convoluted. Yes, this is, you know, when people have delusions of grandeur, they start making mm-hmm. up things in their mind that they think they did, and they start. Maybe they've told this story once or twice to people, and then they start to believe it in their own head. This is what people with uh delusions of grandeur and narcissism uh, issues do, right? Yeah, like when Elon Musk stole the idea of Tesla from me. I mean, I was very angry for... For years about that, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right, sure. (laughs) The exact same thing. (laughs) Yep. I don't know, Mm -hmm. Kanye is on a a trajectory downward. We're... Definitely gonna. I, I don't see this ending well, but I think that was I, Charlemagne the God said the same thing this week on his radio show. Like, there, there's no way this is gonna end well unless, like, I don't know, somebody intervenes and goes, "Hey, you need to get help." Right? Yeah, you need to be drugged. Uh, yeah, or just you need to talk to somebody who's gonna like, who actually is on, isn't gonna like manipulate you into thinking crazy shit. Yeah. Or isn't just a yes man? Uh, movies. Did you watch any? I saw one movie. Uh, Blacklight. Okay. Uh, Blacklight. Hmm, that's interesting. Did you see any movies called Blacklight this week? I also saw a movie called Blacklight this week. Well, that's if it's the same movie. Uh, it's got Liam Neeson, <laughs> so it's it, uh, my movie also has Liam Neeson in it. That's so interesting. And it's a Liam Neeson movie, so it's about the same thing that every Liam Neeson movie is about. <laughs> He's a secret Why government agent. Why is that agent. man not capable to, to make another movie? Like, he's not cap- capable after, like, uh, Taken. Like, I, has he made anything else since Taken? I'm sure there's got to be one out there that's, like, 
he's the dad in a romantic comedy that we'd have to, that we could find. You know what I'm saying? Where he's but as a main character, I don't think there's been one that isn't. You couldn't be like at least find elements from taking in it, right? Right. But this one, you know, he's very much the same. He's a, a he's retired exactly same. operative, and then his daughter yeah. and uh, granddaughter get kidnapped by a shadowy cabal of people, and he has to get them back, right? N- never, ever seen that movie before. This has 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. One of the reasons <laughs> I watched it was because of that number. Yeah. Um, I saw it because it was another Liam Neeson movie that I hadn't seen. I think I saw another Liam Neeson movie like two weeks ago, and it's basically the same film from whatever that was that I talked about a couple weeks right. ago. Uh, it's it, it it is really bad. The storyline's very basic, and you've seen a hundred mm. times. The acting's not all that great. I mean, it's fine. The action scene's probably the only saving grace of this redeeming part of it. Yeah, right. Which I guess you could say about most of his movies. Uh, I. I, I have know. to say, talking about this movie, just uh, a funny little tid- tidbit. I tried six times watching nothing new from the Western Front, and every time I went like, "Okay, I'm going to see nothing new from the Western Front." I saw something else instead. Instead, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, 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 but I really, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because I actually want to see that movie uh, just because I, I, I like seeing kind of movies that are talked about, but it's just like, I couldn't get myself to, to, it's to like sit down and watch it. Three hours long also, right? Yes. So that probably, Almost. you have to sit there and you have to like actually commit to like that much time, which is, that's hard. Right. That's the thing that it makes is. it hard to watch, I think. Yeah. And I'm not going to watch it because I don't like those kind of war movies. They just, they don't feel like anything to me. They feel like m- nothing but like uh, war, mm-hmm. uh, prop, uh, propping up uh, the idea of war. That's what I always think about those kind of movies. But yeah, back to this uh, original Liam Neeson movie. I I I kind I I watched it with someone else uh, that made it uh, much better to to see see it that hadn't seen that much Liam Neeson movies. Okay. So I was kind of being a dick and spoiled the whole movie. <laughs> because you're right, because you already know what's going to happen because you've seen this movie like seven or eight times. Seven or eight times, yes. That's kind of funny. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that, that I'd probably give it a 1.5, I guess. Oh, you're way too nice. I give it a zero. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I Saving Grace was the action scenes, and that's about it. Uh, yes. All right, another movie that came out this week, uh, Pray for the Devil. I don't think it is, but I feel like in the Muslim faith, there's probably a lot of people doing that. <laughs> I think maybe they're saying in a religious way just because they're Catholic. She can hear you. You're my favorite person here. Us girls, we gotta stick together in this place. I've seen this lady in something. Yeah, she's wearing the. The whole get up, and then I think she's dyed her hair white. Clearly, are strictly forbidden from performing exorcism. 
Performing exorcism. E exorcism. I like the way he said that. Performing exorcism. The war between good and evil. You are walking onto a battlefield. The performance. Strike terror, Lord, into the beast, now defiling this innocent child. Oh, Virginia Matson is in this. No. Yeah, I've never seen this movie before. No. It's not called The Exorcist or anything. Yeah, they didn't make it in the 70s or anything. Right. You have a gift. I'd like to teach her. Jacqueline Byers. Where have I seen Jacqueline Byers before? The name definitely rings a bell for me, 100%. Oh, that looks super cheesy. Why did the camera quality, like, totally change in this scene from this scene? You see, they're totally different cameras. Very cheesy special effects. And this, like, singing of uh, possessed children in the background. I don't really want to see this movie, to be honest. It looks very, incredibly very generic. It looks as generic as it gets, but, uh... As I always ask you, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? The Roman Catholic Church- 18%? 18% on Rotten Tomatoes? Okay, yep. sorry. Uh, yep. The Roman Catholic okay, Church combats a global rise in de demonic possessions by reopening schools to train priests to perform exorcisms. Although the nuns are forbidden to perform this ritual, a professor recognizes Sister Anne's gift and agrees to train her. Thus, onto the spiritual front line, she soon finds herself in a battle for the soul for a young girl who's possessed by the same demon that tormented her own mother years earlier. I mean that's the whole story Smart. right there. Yeah, just we just gave you the whole movie basically. Wow. It also has an audience score of sixty-eight percent though. So there's a difference between the audience and the critics. And Clearly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um critically I can see why nobody liked this. Maybe it's entertaining on like a bad horror movie level, you know? Yeah, like a KL says there from Rotten Tomatoes, there's no reason for this movie to exist. I have seen any exorcism movie you see in this. <laughs> Nothing unique. Nothing, no cool spins or twists. Spins or twists? <laughs> okay. Yes, no cool spins or twists. Or Jason that says, movie wasn't interesting. It was some jump scares, but save your money. Erica Lilly from the Facebook says, we finished... Watch, pray, and we finished watch pray for the devil movie, and wow, that was good movie and scary and scream. Cass Cassie Zoe says saw it today. Very good. Very good storyline. That's what it said. I don't. It sounded like someone was having a heart attack. Or <laughs> well, they were trying to read in the it. middle of, of, of reading that. Right. Uh. Um, 
But Ben Gieb, uh, Gieb says, not bad. Gieb. Saw last night. Expected more, though. Jeremy Delgado mm-hmm. says, I think, oh, it was okay. Nothing new. Same old exorcism movie. I mean, that's what I got from it. Right. But Ivan Wiley, he's got a whole different perspective, all right? He says, let me just say... Okay. There's some devils that got stuck into such situations. Unfortunately, each one differs on how one adapts or gets consumed. Others wanted power through resonance and envious sin, and the rest mere curiosity. If sacrifice isn't real, then one met it. Differences between the devil, devil, devil in spirit, and true possessions. Not all possessions, but this depends on who is possessed, bro. So there is that. <laughs> I don't know, but the the crazies came out in the comments for this movie. <laughs> we need to hire him to make a title for the show. Right? I have I, I have a feeling that person is a very uh, Catholic, or they're probably QAnon also, to be honest. Well, uh, also coming up. Sorry. Also <laughs> coming out this week, uh, a savanna hunting. Uh, a family uh, loses their young daughter in a tragic drowning and moves to savanna only to be hunted by her presence in their new home. Uh, this has gotten uh, four uh, uh, point one out of ten on IMDb, a five out of five on iTunes, and seventy four percent of Google users like this movie. So it's not about the haunting of Savannah Chrisley, then. <laughs> oh, uh, no, okay. Jokes. Uh, let there be drums. This is the best description of any movie ever. Okay. Drumming and its importance to music. Mm. That's the whole description. Uh, I've got no scores here. Uh, It's a documentary. Mm -hmm. It does have Keith Moon, John Bonham, Chad Smith, Taylor. So it's got a lot of famous drummers in it. So if you're into drumming, I guess that could be cool. Or into music in general. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Uh, that was my drumming. Uh, the system. Uh, after a drug bust, a former marine is recruited by authorities to go undercover in a notorious dangerous prison. After discovering an underground uh, fight ring, uh, he must fight what? to stay alive <laughs> and take down the corrupt system. Yeah, with uh, Tyrese Gibson, Terrence Howard, uh, Jeremy oh. Piven. Yeah, Terrence and Howard. Little Yathi, Little Yathi, you know him, he's good at rapping. Uh, 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 85% of Google users like this movie, so there's that. I'm surprised that. to see Terrence Howard in anything, you know what's been going on with Ter- Terrence Howard lately, right? Uh, not lately, but I remember that he was went crazy during that f- filming of that TV he's, show. He now he's on this whole like math isn't real tip. Oh, cool. Uh, let me find it. Terryology in 2015 in a Rolling Stone interview. Oh, here 2017. Howard published his proof of a claim that one times one equals two on his Twitter account. Uh, it was heavily criticized as containing multiple logical errors and faulty reasoning, right? So, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, he lost his sanity during Empire. Yeah, there's I some... I remember that. There's some wild... Remember his... Yeah, his interview on... <laughs> on, like, the... Oh, yeah, that's... Like, yeah, that's totally... Yeah. And then he was invited to some university and did a whole talk on that that thing and how math is, like, fake and was made up by people to, like, confuse the masses and stuff. It's very, like, uh, conspiratorial cool. and it's quite crazy. It's fun to go down. If we were still doing the main topic, we would have covered it. <laughs> um... Armageddon Time, a coming-of-age story about the strength of family and the generational pursuit of the American dream. Another documentary, it looks like, uh, directed by James Gray. It's got 6.9 mm-hmm. out of 10 on IMDb, 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, 75% on Metacritics, 67% of Google users liked it. Pretty even, uh, even-looking, I guess. Call Jane, a ho- housewife, is overjoyed with the news of her pregnancy until she learns that it poses a threat to her own life. She is nowhere, uh, nowhere to turn as she meets an underground group of women who will risk anything to provide people with uh, a choice. Oh yeah, this is about that court case. Um, oh, it's based on a true story? Yeah, okay. Elizabeth Banks, uh, Sigourney Weaver, Kate Mara, uh, yeah, a lot of people uh, that you would know in this. Uh, 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 81 on Rotten Tomatoes, 64 on Metacritic, though, and only 65% of Google users like this movie. I think maybe that could be political. It's a pro-abortion movie. I have a feeling the people who are yes. downvoting it are doing it for... Not the reason that they saw it and didn't like the film. Yeah. Right. I think the next one is also a pro-abortion movie, right? Uh, I don't think so, but let's see. Please, Because may- it's called Please Baby Please. <laughs> please Baby Please, after witnessing them commit murder on the streets of 1950s Manhattan. Well, I guess it... Uh, newly cu- couple... <laughs> new Oh, newlywed couple Susie and Arthur become a dangerous... Uh, become the dangerous obsession of a gang of greasers. Uh, oh. 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Um, Demi Moore is in this. Carl Glusman, Harry Melling. Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't really want to see any of the movies coming out this week. Um, yeah, no. I mean, what was the one? I guess. The system is the one that I would want to see the most, and I don't even really want to see that. But like, that's the one I probably want to see more than I would any like of the rest. To say, I would like to see Armageddon Time, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, coming next week, news of the week, TV and movies of the week, Cabinet of Curiosity episode two, which will be a totally oh, different what? review from the first one. Another digital review of Dear Zo. Dear Zo. I miss you so much. You were the love of my life. Um, yeah, it's about uh, that TikTok girl who lost her mind when she, when uh, she got too when too many when she lost followers to uh, Charlie D'Amelio. You remember that girl? Zoe, oh yeah, Zoe something. Oh, yeah. And then she like got in trouble for like um, being with an underage kid. That's right. The only show that I was thinking of was the guy, the, uh, the, 
kid of uh, that very famous black uh, actor. Zoe Laverne. How did I not remember it? Zoe Laverne. Yeah. yeah. That's right. She was, like, popular on TikTok before TikTok was popular. And then she, like, yeah. totally lost relevance after getting into a ton of scandals. I, I wonder where James Charles is talking about people that has lost their relevance. Uh, there was something that came out with him pretty recently. There was like a... Was there? Yeah, there was something that I saw that they were I, saying... I feel like I haven't heard his name in like ages. Yeah, there was something and I, I don't remember what it was, but there's something coming out with him pretty uh, soon. I know that. So maybe he's just been working on stuff. Oh, coming out with it? Uh, at some point, yes. Uh, Jeremy Round. Jeremy Round! Fans created a GoFundMe page to get Kanye West back on the billionaire status. This seems completely unnecessary. (sighs) A little. Uh, Teeny teeny bit. He's still a millionaire. He doesn't need your money, guys. Like, what the fuck? And, And number two... He's an anti-Semite. So why are you giving an anti-Semite money who's already a billionaire? I, I guess it proves that, like, he's still going to have fans even after everything we've seen, which is fucking crazy to me, but... Mm. I mean, do you think... Talking about... Do you think these yeah. fans are anti, anti-Semitic and so they're backing him? Eh, probably. Yeah, probably. maybe. Talk about uh, cancelled people on YouTube and things like that. Uh, Shane Dawson came out with a new thing, uh, documentary. Right. I saw can- somebody talk about it, or somebody was, there was a video on YouTube of somebody saying they watched it. I, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you shouldn't. It's terrible. Uh, it's called The Cancelled world, world of Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson. And I was like, oh, I really don't need to see this. Yeah, two people who were, more than not, both of them were canceled for good reason. Right. And then both of them were the only, one, some of the only people to not, like, ever apologize for anything that they did. Yes. Or if they did, in Shane's case, he apologized in pos- one of the worst ways you could apologize. Kind of backhanded apology, yeah. Oh, it was up there. Um, And I don't think Jeffree Star has ever apologized for anything he's done. And yeah, I think he might have done even worse things from what I understand, like, actual crimes were committed, is what what yeah. I know of. But another person who got cancelled on YouTube, Mr. Beast, uh... This is so stupid. For, like, I guess he was gonna do a video of, like, a, one of his charity videos, because he has, like, a channel mm-hmm. that's just dedicated to charity work, and he was gonna give out, um... Free groceries to people at this specific grocery store. Somebody leaked that he was going to be there, and that just caused absolute chaos uh, at this grocery store. Yeah. Um, And to the point where he had to cancel even going there because of, like, safety concerns. And then, obviously, everybody was... People, like, ransacked this grocery store, basically, thinking he was going to show up and pay for their groceries, and then... Uh, a lot of them didn't help, but what I, I saw some good videos out there of like people coming together to like you know help out this grocery store and not uh, not have them you know totally have their business destroyed. And and what people are also forgetting, like he he did some charity work other other where in the same town, I think. 
like the, the same at the same time or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's more has to do with, like, the planning. Like, he's so big, he has to realize that, like, you can't just tell people this stuff and not expect right. it to get leaked uh, from, like, this very small business that, like, you know, this isn't, like, he wasn't telling this to corporate. He Like, it, it was being told to, like, obviously people who are in the community and, like, know people in the community, and then one person told one person and one person told another person. That's how it works. Telephone game. Uh, Jake Paul uh, beat the shit out of Anderson Silva. Oh, well, yeah, I never saw the results of that. I knew it was going to happen. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Anderson Silva is more of, like... I mean, he's never really been a boxer. Even when he was in UFC, really. his, like, main no. thing was kicks and uh, gra yeah. ground game, which both of those things are not something you're allowed to do in boxing. So it always seems like Jake Paul's picks opponents who are, like, are high enough profile that you mm. you're going to know who they are. But they're yeah. always, number one, way older than him. And number two, are in, they aren't boxers. Right. They'll be like a football player or a UFC fighter who like is more of a ground. I think Tyrone Woodley, he was like more of a ground game guy and everything. So yeah, mm -hmm. uh, he picks his matches very conveniently. Let's just say that he's he's very clever. Yeah, I mean that's part of boxing is picking your opponents. Like yeah, if you well, definitely like it's very rare for any boxer to just go against the first person who like challenges them to the to a fight. Yeah. Uh, H3H3 is back, and they had a very, very fun video when they went to a haunt... I wouldn't want to even say haunted house, a haunted place. Kind of village, uh, not village, what, uh, farm. There you go, a haunted farm. farm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it was a good video. I mean, it's, they're, it's done for comedy, they're not, like, actually doing ghost yeah. hunting, it's like they're making no. fun of ghost hunting, which the people who they do it with are super cool about it, and, like, yeah. you know, they, those people could take themselves way too seriously, and then get really upset or something like that, but these people, they mm -hmm. uh, they obviously let them know, hey, we're gonna be making jokes, we've got gags we set up with, like, the little uh, paper mache heads, and things like that, so um, I, I remember the first time it they did this like last year or whenever the last time they did it was um people got all upset because they felt like they were making fun of the lady uh the same lady that was in this one uh but clearly you know they're they're just having fun uh do you want to, to watch your video or my video first oh let, let me see if i got anything else down here uh elon sync joke Oh, YouTube Shorts. Yep. YouTube Shorts, right. You've been looking at a lot of YouTube Shorts lately, it seems like, because you've been sending mm -hmm. me a few of them. Are you getting into into it a little bit? Um, no, but I, I, I send you, uh, especially from one lady, that is... Oh, so you follow funny. one person who's really interesting. That Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then uh, and then Nakey Jakey made a video this, this week. I don't know if you follow him. Nope. He does kind of like commentary videos mostly about video game stuff but uh he literally makes a video once a year so and when oh, yeah. he does make a video it's like holy crap nicky jakey made a video <laughs> oh yeah my favorite drag queens made uh, uh their, their version of the blair witch project called hoax uh novempia uh 
is the channel called on YouTube. Very good movie. I recommend it. Okay, I've already got your video up, so let's watch that one first. Uh, yeah, so this is the new trailer for Troll. Uh, I haven't seen this, either. so I'm I'm super excited to see if this is going to be as good as Troll Hunter, if it's going to be a remake of Troll Hunter, or what it is going to be. So it's not going to be Troll a remake Hunter, right? of of the other Troll. Yeah. No. <laughs> Troll two. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be a remake of Troll or Troll Two. It's going to be about. No. It's going to be a remake of Troll Hunter, which was a Norwegian movie, right? Right. Right. I rem I so think I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you did, and yeah. you liked it. Uh, let's play this uh, trailer in three, two, one, play. Doggy. Sorry. Kind of a quiet trailer. There we go. We're in the Norwegian mountains. Look, looks like. Uh-huh, house is getting terrorized. Destroyed. But the two people had a, a root cellar. They is were down, down in the basement. Ooh, Tomb Raider. Mm. Yeah, I know. This is going to be in Norwegian, of course. Oh, I was wondering if it was going to be an American version. Okay, it's a Norwegian movie then? Mm-hmm. Directed by like a Norwegian director and everything. That guy's face looked really silly right there. Is it just me or do the lips not match up to the a little to the voices? Yeah. I mean, this is directly from the Netflix YouTube page, so. Yeah. I don't think they made a mistake on the upload. <laughs> I like the music. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> it kind of feels like a, you know, a Japanese uh, monster movie a little bit. A little, yeah, I like that. Like a Godzilla-style thing happening. Mm -hmm. and Especially that it's going to be. Go ahead. In Oslo, and in Norway. Oh yeah, yeah. The special effects looks really good. I mean, they look decent. The one part where they were looking into the cave, that looked very yeah. green screen. But the troll itself looks very good. I mean, that's definitely what you want to focus on also, so... Yeah. We also are seeing a trailer, so they could have picked the best looking... ...parts of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. it looks nothing like Troll Hunter at all. So I'm kind of... Uh, I, I'm fine with that. December 1st. All right, the last thing we're going to do, let's watch this trailer for, uh, well, is it a trailer? It's a TV commercial uh, for Swamp Thing. Right, for something. For the VHS ad for Swamp Thing from 1991. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing this when I was a kid on VHS. And I I, I don't know if I had toys of it, but I know my, a, f a friend of mine did for sure, 100%. So, hmm. 
the the toys are probably worth something at this point because they were so limited edition. They didn't they weren't around mm-hmm. for very long. So, they're I would compare them kind of to uh, Dino Riders uh, as far as like uh, that time period. Oh, Dino yeah. Riders. Oh, I mean, that I was another that show was... that was only made to make toys. Oh yeah, right. All right, give me a countdown. That was such a terrible show as well. I loved that I mean, show. In... Oh come on! I want them that to make a. a, a I want them to make a live action movie of that show. That would be so badass. Oh. Okay. All right. My Little Pony. Okay. Uh, three, two, one, go. <laughs> when evil. Holland escapes only to be transformed into Swamp Thing. Wow. I love that laugh. The animation is so bad, too. Yeah. Don't miss the exciting adventures of Swamp Thing now on video cassette in toy stores everywhere. Oh, in toy stores everywhere. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was pretty much the same way that Dino Riders was. Well, at right. least from what I'm seeing here on the sidebar, it says <laughs> Fox Kids. So maybe it did end up on Fox uh, at some oh. point. Um, I don't remember that, but I saw it on VHS. So Cool. Uh, VHS is a tape thing uh, that old people had back in the days. And it's a thing okay. that we use to record this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, no, that's not a joke. I feel like, you remember vinyl made a comeback like a few years ago? I feel like VHS mm-hmm. is bound to make a comeback soon. Do you think so? Just for like nostalgic purpose, I guess. You know, like to see mm. it with that, that grain, that quality, that different. It's not as clean. It looks kind of like, you know, uh, grainy and stuff. I feel like people would mm. at some point kind of want to see that style again. Or maybe at least just do like... A movie based on that, which they probably already have. Uh, be kind, rewind. <laughs> I mean, that was a while ago, but sure, yeah. <laughs> that was all about uh, VHS. Yeah, I think That's if I had had any VHSs that still that that I still like had, I bet they would be demagnetized at this point, right? They all right. like, yeah, totally. I mean, the Disney ones are still selling, like, hot potatoes. That's what, that's what, that's a thing, like, I feel like if you have a working one because of the demagnetization, like, they could, that's where the collector, uh, nostalgia part could come in for sure, is that they start, everything starts getting demagnetized, so if you have one that's in good condition, yeah. Mm -hmm. People keeping, keeping their... Like million dollar VHSs in a Faraday cage, so they don't demagnetize. <laughs> it becomes like the next Pokemon craze. I can totally see that. All right, let's wrap the show up. Okay, uh, I'm going to wrap it with wraps uh, made of corn. Uh, I'm gonna do yo wraps from MTV from the nineties. Okay, my name is. Uh... Yeah, let's go with that. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.